0: cinema sins has a fan club it's called the sin club and members get all sorts of things like early episodes bonus videos merch discounts and even monthly bonus podcasts membership starts at three dollars a month and you can sign up now at patreon.com slash cinema like I, I i i wrote back <laughs> saying you didn't even have to put a 24 in the in the uh comer- the, the, the trailer because you know it's a 24 mm-hmm. Welcome to Sincast, presented by CinemaSins. Alright everybody, welcome to the Sincast. This is Chris Atkinson from CinemaSins joined by Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. Today we're doing a mini pod,
1: a Patelli pod.
0: Okay, sure, why not? (laughs) Uh, Of the Green Knight. Uh, This movie uh, didn't like uh, set the world on fire at the box office. It like made six point seven million dollars over the weekend. Uh, But I was in a packed house when I watched it.
1: Me too. And honestly, I don't know. Like I, you know, we never, we're never going to know because of theater still not open and stuff. But I, I don't know how much this would have made you know i i feel like six seven million's not bad for yeah, for yeah. this movie and but i don't know but I, I didn't actually look at the budget so
0: yeah same here i mean it looks it looks like a huge budget the way it's yeah way it looks but i mean they did i, I don't know if they how much they call how much like all the actors cost or anything it says like 15
1: that. million on wikipedia so if you want to trust that but uh that i mean it seems like they spent more than that but maybe that's all they spent i don't know i don't
0: know but um uh we wanted to mini pod this one because it uh, was getting a lot of great reviews uh Mm -hmm. heading into its release and uh and uh it it definitely uh struck interest in me earlier in the earlier in the year when i first saw the trailer for it uh and uh and I, at first when I was watching it, I was like, okay, that looks pretty cool. But, I, you know, it just seems like a movie that's going to just be dead on arrival and not many people will, will talk about it. And then it suddenly became one of the biggest, you know, uh, movies people were talking about. So um, I, did you ever read uh, uh, Sir Gawain and the Green I don't, Knight?
1: Yeah. Okay. That's one thing I wanted to ask. Is, is it Gawain? I meant to look that up before I even got uh, on here. An I article
0: forget. I read... Uh, seems to believe that no one knows. Uh, gotcha. What that, how that's supposed to be pronounced, and even in the movie itself, it is pronounced several different ways.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was the that was the problem I was having. But I, I like Gawain. That's what I would yeah. call him if I saw it. You know. So, um, no, I I don't think so. Like, I, I've never been much of a like King Arthur, uh, uh person. Um, I. You know, I've seen a lot of the movies, but I don't think I've really read anything. It's possible we read this poem like in school, but if we did, I don't remember it. So
0: I did uh, believe it was senior year high school. Mm -hmm. I can't remember if it was if it was that or not, but. Uh, I don't remember too much about it. I know that it, it, I know that certain things did feel different from what I remembered from it. Uh, but they, they have, I mean, he, we've definitely, I, mean, I think uh, David Lowry, who's the writer and director of this, he definitely changed a lot of things in this. Um, so let's get into the, I guess in the movie, the visuals are amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. Our actors are amazing. I, I do feel like David Lowry sort of set out to make a certain kind of movie. And I think mm-hmm. he succeeded in making that movie that, you know, I mean, it feels like a, a, a true vision on the screen. There are going to be some things. This is what sort of knocks it down for you. It's one of those movies where it's there's so many different interpretations of what you see on the screen, and you know, is is this really happening? Is this, those type of yeah. things that, that uh, that's it, I don't think that I, I said that wrong. It makes it go down in your eyes, but it it's not. It you don't have a complete sense of i don't feel like i have a complete sense of what this movie really is until i've seen it five times
1: yeah 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 there's um there's a scene early on where uh gawain uh played by dev patel Mm -hmm. um who god talk about that dude by the way that dude is just he's a movie star um Mm -hmm. it's just interesting to think back to like slumdog millionaire and he hasn't even really done that many movies since then he's he's i don't know if he's either a if it's that he's not getting offered or if he's just choosing really well, but like, you know, he did lion a few years ago, which was pretty fantastic. And he's really good in this. And, uh, I, uh, I,
0: he's in the newsroom, which was pretty, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, he's always, he's, he's picking well, uh, whatever he's doing, but, um, there's a scene early on with him and King Arthur because he's King Arthur's nephew. I, I assume that's the case in the poem. I don't know. But we find I out believe. in this, he's King Arthur's nephew. King Arthur, by the way, played by Sean Harris, who yeah. is quickly becoming uh, a favorite of mine, uh, yeah. especially after this and the last couple of Mission Impossible movies. Uh, but there's a scene where Sean Harris, uh, he asked there at a, it's a Christmas banquet. You know, Gwayne is just sitting out amongst everybody else. And uh, King Arthur actually asked him to come up there and sit with them. Mm-hmm. uh and he seems really surprised and then at one point king arthur you know tells him that he wants to hear a story and like you know from that, and then from that point that you know that's when the green knight comes in and all that stuff so i mean i i you know you could interpret it that you know we become part of that audience as well you know yeah. uh you know david lowry's about to tell us a story mm-hmm. um you know there's a lot of stuff like that um And then, obviously, we'll talk about it more in spoilers. But there is that, like, you could, you could. I think you could interpret. I, I feel like I know what the ending's trying to say, but I, I, I'm sure you could interpret it however you want. I mean, the movie itself feels like a poem, right? And I mean, and like a poem, you know, I think different people are going to have different interpretations of it. I mean, I think that's purposeful. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's also pretty straightforward. Like, I don't. It doesn't. It it doesn't feel like it's just trying to be abstract for the sake of being abstract. I mean you can follow definitely the a to b plot points you know pretty well mm-hmm. there's just a lot of you know weird crazy uh shit that'll make you think you took an edible before you started watching it you know yeah, yeah. talking and, foxes and, and-
0: <laughs> i mean yeah i mean if i have the chance to watch this after eating an edible i will <laughs> i will do that uh, so yeah i really i really kind of i really like this movie um me too it, it, it's uh it's one of those it's one of those just unique kind of films kind of experiences and uh and when we get into spoilers uh, i'll i'll talk about what i really really like about that. i but I'll, in vague terms, I'll say I really like the plot of this movie. Mm-hmm. I really like the mm-hmm. the uh, what the what I feel like the message was to me watching this watching this movie. And it's just it's just gorgeous to look at, and it's just it seems so self assured. This is you know David Lowry did uh, a Ghost Story, which I, I I feel like has mixed reviews from what I've. Mm-hmm. I loved ghost, ghost Story. Me too. Um. I haven't seen uh, Old Man and the Gun. Uh, it's
1: pretty you know. good. It's um it's 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 uh, it's good. Robert Redford gives a really nice performance. If that is his last performance, I mean, you know, it's it's worth seeing for that. But uh, it's definitely not anything on the level of Ghost Story.
0: Yeah, and I haven't seen the remake of Pete's Dragon. I, mean, I, I haven't I mean, either. You know, I mean, but from what I've seen, uh, you know, this guy seems to know what what he wants when mm-hmm. he's when he's uh i guess i don't know when he's able to i don't know if he's if it's if it's that all tour type of thing where he's able yeah. to do is it do his thing so uh let's get a round of grades and we'll get into the spoilers uh i'm gonna give this an a minus and probably it'll it'll be higher once i watch it Uh, a few more times yeah i'm in the
1: exact same boat i'm I'm definitely giving it an a minus i like it for all the reasons you did i think the themes of this movie are really interesting i I like how uh recently there was like an article about like um you know this movie that schwarzenegger was supposed to do back in the 90s or whatever called crusade where it was Mm -hmm. just going to be like this insane action epic and medieval times and you know and that's typically what a lot of these movies are is you know a lot of these even even movies like you know excalibur and stuff i mean there's There's always like there's a lot of machoism and there's a lot of questing and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. And this movie kind of uh, I don't know if it fights against it, but it definitely like I was explaining like that moment early on where, you know, King Arthur's just asking him to tell him a story. I mean, that's just that's a type of moment you never get in these movies. Um, So I kind of like that this movie just offered a whole different perspective on this. I can also see why that would maybe turn people off that are huge fans of Mm -hmm. these types of movies but I appreciated it cause it was something different. Um, yeah, it wasn't Guy Ritchie, you know, and
0: <laughs> <Right. Yeah. laughs> whatever
1: that was, <laughs> but, uh, but no, I, I'm an A minus. I'm, I'm the exact same. I wouldn't be shocked if this even went up, like you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm definitely going to watch it again at some point in my life. So I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah. I think, uh, I think that, um, uh, it, yeah, it's a lot of people are going to be looking for that kind of like, you know, uh action adventure mm-hmm. type of thing and i and and not all not all epic stories have to involve no. that that kind of thing so. and,
1: and i and i don't want to but the thing is i mean the movie kind of has mm-hmm. both i mean they're they're i mean i don't want stri- st- to you know sway people that are like oh there's no action or i mean there is stuff i mean there is definitely there you know he fights and things happen and there's you know exciting moments but it's mm-hmm. just it's a little it it has a lot more quiet moments i guess than you know than most of these films do but there's there's definitely you know there's stuff going on there's witches and uh you know people on the trails that are stopping him and you know trying to rob him and i mean there's all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff but uh yeah. there's a there's a big gas green knight. Uh, yeah so. yes there
0: is yeah it's in the title yeah yeah um all right well let's get on to uh spoilers here because uh I, I think this is one of those movies that sort of demand yeah. you uh, uh talk about it in these terms
1: no
0: spoilers. The she, she, is Luke's what? father is actually Darth Vader. She's what? the sister and the she's daughter. They just no, 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 that no, no, was... no, 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 no. I'm reading the books. What I really, uh, what I really enjoyed about this movie and what it spoke to me, and I don't know how how many other people are are getting this kind of interpretation, but uh, to me it was it was telling me that there's there's a price uh, for there's a price for glory, basically. Mm-hmm. Um. There is, uh, there, and there's all there and there, and if you make a different kind of decision, you'll have to, you'll have to live with whatever consequences come from it in this one, the, the green knight comes into, uh, uh, is it, is it where the round table is when he comes, where he comes? Is it,
1: uh, I'm not sure. I mean, they're like in a banquet hall or something. I mean, they're having their, they're having their banquet. So for,
0: um, And this mysterious green knight comes in and Mm -hmm. basically tells Gawain that, you know, you can hit me anywhere you want to. And then in a year from now, I will give you the same, uh, hit, uh, from a sword. And it means anything. Mm -hmm. Lop Mm -hmm. off the head. You could hit it, hit a shoulder. You could do a whole bunch of different. Um, now in Gawain's, uh, in Gawain's uh, point of view, if a guy is, is, is giving you this kind of a chance and he's, and Green Knight has just completely, he's, he's thrown his ax away. Mm-hmm. He's he's just leaning. He's like, whatever you want to do, just do it. In Gawain's shoes, you could do a Nick. You could do a Nick if you wanted to yeah. and be, and be perfectly fine. And I think that's a perfectly fine path to go down, but yeah. you're also going to be possibly um the joke of the of the of all the knights or whatever you could mm-hmm. be you people will be like you had this chance to to really hurt that guy and you just gave him a little nick that's really stupid you know and and instead he lops this dude's head off i guess figuring ah, well if i lop this dude's head off he's not going to be able yeah. to come back and and do the same thing to me so Let's just go on with it. And of course he lops the head off and Green Knight takes his head. Like, yeah, goes and picks up his head and like laughs as he runs mm-hmm. out of the town, holding his head all before this. We've been told ta- he's, we've been told that Gawain has really sort of, I don't know, wasted his life, but th- it's hinted that he hasn't done much in his life. Yeah. When, when Arthur calls him up and very, very uh, statesmanly says, you know, I've always, I've wanted, I want to talk to you and, and I, you've never been by my side during dinner, and that's not your fault. That's mm-hmm. mine. You know, it, it it really what it's to me. It was saying, it, it, maybe the king's not saying this, but it's the movie telling us this. Yeah, that, uh, that Gawain hasn't done a lot of things. The reason why he hasn't ever been sitting by his side, by Arthur's side is because he hasn't done much in mm-hmm. his life. And his mom is even pushing him into all this. The and I, I will never know how to spell her, pronounce her name. Uh, it's uh, Sarita Chaudhry is playing, uh, yeah. uh, is playing, uh, her, his mom. She's even trying to get him to, uh, uh, go out there and do something with his life. And, uh, and, and it's shown sort of that she is kind of the, the person putting all these things into motion at the beginning. -hmm. Um, she's she's a witch, maybe or whatever. Yeah, well, that's
1: what that's what they say. A lot of the a lot of the villagers think she's a witch. Um, I don't I don't feel like the movie ever just comes out and says it. But of course, I mean, you might be about to talk about that. She makes that uh, garment for him. Yeah, she's supposed to protect him.
0: She makes a garment for him that's supposed to protect him. But she also, uh, during the banquet, is like doing this sort of séance or or ceremony type thing. That's when the green knight shows up it's yeah. almost like she's summoning him yeah. to come and um and so after after he cuts off this guy's head he is a hero in this town he's like he everybody knows who he is he but it's he's got a year he's got a year but i think it's it's for a year he sort of wastes that year um it shows him drinking he's still, mm-hmm. he still he's his uh, his girlfriend is a is a prostitute uh Alicia, Alicia Vikander plays mm-hmm. uh, plays his I guess girlfriend but there it's it's implied that you know he's never going to go any further than what they've been doing correct yeah um, uh, so so like he has this full year of glory basically but he has to pay the consequences for what he does he could have just given this guy a nick he wouldn't have gotten that glory or con- he wouldn't have gotten any glory he wouldn't have had any consequences for it well, the consequences for not doing what he did is that he's just still this regular dude at a castle. Mm-hmm. Uh, he never fi- he never has that fame that he has. And when a, once that year comes around, the king comes to him and says, Yeah, well, it's been a year now. Now you're gonna have to go back to the Green Knight and you're gonna have to get your consa you're gonna have to get your kind con- you're gonna have to face what you know, you're gonna have to pay for this glory that you just bought, basically. Yeah, what you're saying, is what he's saying. And all throughout this quest where he is trying to find the Green Knight, he is he is being dissuaded from basically going to the Green Knight. Even though mm. in the first one, Barry Keegan uh is tricking him into going into this woods very <laughs> yeah. keegan's great in his small like section here
1: yeah um, i was trying to remember what i what i'd seen him in recently and we just we had actually watched that movie with him uh well I, I don't remember what the actual title was when we when we interviewed uh uh neem algar but it's called calm with horses now it wasn't called that at the time and uh i right, remember right, he right. was in yeah
0: um Uh, but he's great at it. And, uh, so it seems like everything that he goes to is a diversion from his actual quest. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's willing to do this. Like, I don't think when Barry Keegan says you can find a chapel over here in the woods, like the, first off the green Knight told him (laughs) that it was a six night ride to, to the place where he lives. So when he, when Barry Keegan tells him there's a chapel over in these woods and he goes and does it, it's yet another way of him sort of delaying the inevitable during all of this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. When the next one, when the woman, he, he lies down in that uh, house and the, and the woman comes up to him and says, my head has been thrown into this pond or whatever. Would you go (laughs) find it? He goes and does that quest. And then, and then he, you know, he runs into Joel Edgerton later on. And then there's another character played by Alicia Vikander in that scene. You know, he, he again, divert diverts himself. The movie's very, very good about saying that if he ever diverts to the point where he doesn't finish this quest, we see by the end of it, the consequences of that even, because Mm -hmm. when he comes back after that ending, that first ending, yeah, uh, where where he's uh, where he's where he evades the green knight. He finds his horse. He 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 rides back. He becomes king. And then he his 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 uh, his reign is sort of fought, you know, he has to fight a bunch of wars and then, uh, he pulls off his sash and his, and his head falls off. Uh, yeah. By the end of it.
1: Yeah. And he loses, um, he like loses everything he loves too. Right. Cause he loses, cause he gets Alicia Vikander pregnant and then he has, but he can't be with her cause he's King. So, right. you know, and there's he marries,
0: that a, he marries this other woman who's yeah. got a, got a better station in life. So he's miserable. Uh, basically. He's, a, he's also, miserable. Then. And it shows, it shows that there's no way that you can get around any of this or you know you have to face you have to face your consequences so uh that's one of the things that i that's the thing that i loved about this movie and then you know of course it ends and like in some sort of ambiguity where he pulls off his he we're back to where we were we've you know we've been what do you want to call it la la land or 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 (laughs) twilight twilight new new was it twilight breaking dawn part two where they yeah where
1: they showed what could happen
0: yeah and he's back where the green knight is and and he finally he decides you know what i've i've had i had my year where i could have just made something Mm -hmm. of my life instead i drank and uh you know i I feel like he did waste that year that he had all that glory. And so he's like, I've done everything that I can do. There's the alternative to this is, is living a miserable life. All right, I'm going to pull this sash off. And then the green knight in the very final line is this, says, Oh, that's very, noble of you sir knight or whatever now off with your head and yeah get it
1: in. well he tells them he says like uh he says like you passed the test or whatever it's like what he says or you passed the quest or whatever like you did what you were supposed to do so then you kind of think for a second all as well yeah that's an all-timer final line by the way
0: mm-hmm. yeah it uh, is. but
1: it's but it's like off with your head and that is um that's the guy from The Witch. Oh, yeah, Ralph innocent Ralph um,
0: Ennison, who's got that deep voice. Yeah. yeah, and I
1: don't know. I don't know if that's actually. I, I see. I couldn't figure out because the Green Knight is really cool. Like I like how they did the Green Knight, but I mm-hmm. it was hard to tell. Was that a was that him in that outfit? Like in that costume? Like I couldn't. You know, I don't know. It's definitely his voice, regardless. Yeah. So
0: yeah, I, I I have I have no idea. I'm assuming yeah. that was a CGI character and they yeah. voiced it, but.
1: particular valued resources may vary by geography more info available at past what
0: what did, what about what did did you pull out of this movie that you that you really wanted to? I mean I think we're pretty
1: much on the on the same page the um, I was a little, the Alicia is it I always say is it Alicia
0: Vikander a- Alicia Vikander
1: a- Alicia Vikander who obviously is amazing um hmm I was kind of confused as to I didn't mind her playing two roles. I mean, the more of her in a movie, I'm good. But I, I didn't really I didn't know if I it probably was intentional in some way, but I didn't really know what it was other than maybe it was his way. Because he doesn't like bring attention to the fact that she looks just like her. He does kind of look at her weird. Yeah. Um. But um. but I don't know if that's just, you know, he's just he's. The Joel Edgerton and her character, I guess they're married, and they're just they're very odd ducks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, yeah. They, yeah. he basically he stays at their castle because it's right by where the where the the Green Knight is. So he stays mm-hmm. there for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And got uh, Joel Edgerton, that scene where he's talking about a hawk eating a horse—is that what it is? Like he says, a hawk come came down one day and ate a horse.
0: I I actually don't remember.
1: And it was a hawk came down and ate something that was big. I think it was a horse, but then he said, and he just goes, he just goes, it's, it was terrible. <laughs> and then he was like, but everyone should see that once in their life. It yeah, was just, now I, I remember don't, that line. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, he's so good. Um, so that, that part, that little bit, uh, you know, as, as amusing as it was, I wasn't sure what exactly all that was really supposed to say. Cause there's that whole bit too, where the, uh, the Vikander character, that Vikander character, uh, pretends that she made the sash. Yeah, yeah. And, and and then I, and then I and then I guess like I don't know if she jerks him off or if she has him jerk himself off. I was gonna give man, you I tell
0: you thing. what, that scene I had no <laughs> idea what, what I was looking at. I really I felt like I was a five year old kid yeah. watching that thing because yeah. I was like, yeah. oh my god, it looks like they're getting it on, and then like there's <laughs> that brief shot of like some foamy substance and I was <laughs> On like his hand. Yeah. is this really is that really where we went there uh it, it's kind of it's kind of strange that it went there because it's it's that it doesn't seem like that kind of movie no it uh,
1: doesn't and that definitely took me out of the movie for a second like if I had if I had any like I don't know if it's even really a negative but if I had any parts of the movie where I was kind of not as into it it but it's weird because I enjoyed those characters. I. I was amused by a lot of the stuff that happened in those 15 minutes, Mm
0: -hmm. but it did kind
1: of take me out of the movie a little bit, especially in that scene, the scene though, where he goes and does the quest to find the woman's head. That's Aaron Kellyman, uh, who is most people probably recently saw in Falcon and winter soldier. Mm -hmm. Um, she's really good in her little brief stint. Uh, that's a really amusing part. And I, I felt like that felt more attached to the movie itself as opposed to, his little side quest with Edgerton and which wasn't even a quest. I mean, he didn't really, he don't think he accomplished anything there, except I guess he came on his hand. That's about the only thing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And
1: then, like I said, there's that whole bit where she's like, you know, I, I made this sash for you, even though he knows that she didn't. And I was, Mm -hmm. I was very confused by all that. I didn't really know what I was supposed to get out of that, but everything else. Yeah. No, I, I think, I think it's exactly what you're saying. It's all about. It's like, he's kind of like the, um, he kind of feels like he's the quarterback that like won the, won the game uh, at the last second. And he's got like that year of glory, like until the next season starts, basically he's like the pride of the small, you know, Texas town or whatever. And uh, you know, he drinks for free everywhere and he, you know, you know, recalls his retells his story to everyone. And then at Mm -hmm. some point it's just, if he stays there, it's just, he's going to be like 20 years from now telling that same story. Yeah. And so I think that's kind of what drives him because it's really weird. Like, I mean, the idea of you just being like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and go and get killed (laughs) like that just (laughs) seems so weird. But like, but his life in his little village doesn't seem any better, to be honest. You know, at Mm -hmm. least at least this way he has a chance. He can have an adventure. He can try to maybe, you know, maybe and maybe maybe it'll end up being something different. And it kind of feels like even at the end, even though I guess we're supposed to assume he does get killed. I mean, they do leave that open. Yeah, um, it was it's the movie is still saying that was the right choice, which I find fascinating. And I think Mm. I I think I agree uh, with the movie that that was the right choice. So that's which is just kind of kind of weird. The
0: question Uh, is, yeah, well, the question is, is the right choice to cut the guy's head off?
1: Well, yeah, uh, he's exactly. Giving you a
0: chance. Uh, well, I mean, I'm saying that's one of the choices that he. Yeah, has yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. No, I know what you're um, saying. I'm agreeing. Uh,
0: it, you know, th- to me, I was sitting there just thinking, man, what, what an interesting concept. Because people are going to, I think people will, by and large, forget that he has a choice to just nick the guy, and if he just nicks the guy, he still has to go do his quest. You, you, he might have even more glory by, yeah. By just doing that, because he may have to spend a year with people laughing at him and everything, but then a year later, when he goes to face the Green Knight, he's gonna get a nick. But he can tell whatever story he wants mm-hmm. when he comes back. Yeah, no, that's you know, he's true. Like, I survived the Green Knight. You know what? What do you want me to do? I mean, it's a, you know, it's an interesting dynamic. He wants. He has this when Arthur tells him although i'm not sure if they actually name him as arthur even though we're we're supposed to believe that it's him um says you know what do you see out here on in this banquet pointing to all the great mm-hmm. men and everything and he's like legends and everything and and uh, and when he has when he asks him to tell a story he doesn't have a story yeah um so he is driven by that and we've talked about that we've covered all that um he doesn't have, he just doesn't have anything. He's driven by all that, uh, that need for the glory and everything. He got it. And he, I feel like in the movie saying he wasted it because by the time yeah. of the year, by it says a quick year later or something like that on the, on the screen. Um, uh, He had, he, you just see him just doing the same old stuff. Only this time he's a legend in that town and everything. So I just, ah, it's one of those movies that I, I love. I'm going to, I'm definitely, I can't wait to see this again, because Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to just keep appreciating it and appreciating it more. There is something about the way it's done, uh, the way, like I said, it's just a completely realized thing. You you feel like the director knows exactly what he wants on screen and he got it. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it
1: more. Yeah. And from a storytelling standpoint, for anyone like us that's had like screenplay writing classes and stuff, you know, or courses or read books, you know, it uh, I mean, Lowry is breaking like all the rules about like how you write a protagonist <laughs> because like, I mean, he's not a very interesting protagonist because like what you're saying and what I'm saying, I mean, he makes terrible choices and mm-hmm. he gets himself in these situations, you know, like like he said, he has to die at the end because of something, you know, a decision he made early on. Mm-hmm. But I find that more fascinating. Like, this is a lot more interesting to me than just the guy that, you know, always knows the right thing to do. And,
0: yeah, you know, it's a truly just, it's, flawed hero.
1: Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. Or You know, and then you then you question, is he even a hero? Like, is there anything right. he really does that, right. you know. I mean, because he almost gets he well, I, he almost gets killed early on by uh, the the thieves and stuff. And mm-hmm. um and then I guess he finds that woman, her head. I don't but I you know, and yeah. then <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's there's really it's a really interesting journey that you just you don't get this kind of protagonist a lot in movies. And so I appreciate that Lowry's kind of like. And I know some of this is probably from the poem itself, but I, I, I have to feel like he's taken a lot of liberties based on the stuff I've read. He took a lot of liberties.
0: I, I think so. I think, yeah, I, I think, this, uh, he, think he the general the structure, idea. Yeah. Um,
1: there's also the interesting part where, which uh, I went and saw it with our friend Dave and mm. I guess he had read the poem and he did say, because there's the one part where uh, the Joel Edgerton character um, um, like kisses him, like kisses Gwaine. Yeah, And almost just to kind of be like, hey, maybe this will work. And, you know, Gwen's confused and then they, they don't do anything else after that. But uh, Dave said that was actually part of it. Uh, it. That actually there is something in the poem uh, in regards to that incident. So I thought that was interesting.
0: Yeah, that, was, that is interesting. Yeah, yeah I uh, thought that was really fascinating. I also like there's just it's kind of an interlude in the movie where uh, and you see a piece of it in the trailer when he runs into those giants walking. Yeah. Uh, uh, he he at first he's asking them if he, if they could, if he could, they could take him to, <laughs> like,
1: can I ride on your shoulder or something? Isn't that kind of what he's saying? Yeah. yeah
0: again, looking for a shortcut. To um, and, uh, uh, that's just such a surreal dreamlike, beautiful scene. that's yeah. in There, uh, uh th- by this point, he, he has the talking Fox by his side and the Fox is able to communicate to the giants, you know what's going on and everything but uh, uh i just i just love i love stuff like that i don't know it's in some movies you can see you'll see stuff like this and you're like oh this is just a waste yeah. of time it, there, it seems like the uh the director's just trying to be arty or or, or weird yeah. or something like that but this actually sort of fits into the whole quest and, and well, what and how gawain approaches it and, mm-hmm and everything it's uh it's just a just a nice well and
1: and that's what i'm saying scenes like that and the fox i mean i guess there's a way because you know the fox talks to him with uh with his mother's voice uh Mm -hmm. there toward the end so i guess you could say well the mother is a witch and she's you know she she's somehow embodying this i don't know she's doing something to be able to communicate with him but uh but you could also say this is maybe this is supposed to be him telling the story to arthur or you know to the banquet and you know this is just we're just hearing the story we're watching the story unfold and none of this really happened i mean i I don't i think you could read it a few different ways yeah
0: i feel like with
1: the end i mean for me personally i feel like all this happened for the most part mm -hmm. um but uh you know and then he does probably die at the end um
0: there was an article i read um That was, I think they, it was pieces of their own interpretation. They talked Mm -hmm. to David Lowry, they read the, the poem, they did all these things. And, and, uh, and one of the things that, that they talked about was that how it seems like his mother is involved in everything in this whole thing uh she's she's the one who summons the green knight or whatever she does when she's because it's obviously connected whatever she's doing is is bringing this green knight yeah
1: i either missed that or i forgot that but when you brought it up i remembered that it was cutting to her like doing something and then because i don't even think she was at the banquet right or she showed up later yeah no she wasn't there she
0: was she's at in another place and yeah uh and And so, and she's already told her son, I want to see you do something with your life. I want to, you know, so she's, she's sort of, uh, you know, she's sort of setting things into motion, which might be the definition of protagonist in a way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, it, it might be the very definition of protagonist, uh, the, the, and then, you know, hearing his mother's voice in the, in the Fox and, uh, the fox is sort of leading the way and and by the end of it is telling him, don't go farther than you have because uh, there's a point where they hit that river and he's going to take that boat mm-hmm. and the fox and fox says, don't go any further. There's only death this way. Um, uh, once again, sort of uh, it's almost like she has a change of heart. If the mom is behind everything, they've talked about how it's, it's hard to, uh, it's hard to uh, figure out how she is, if she's, in, if she's sort of directing a lot of things, uh, what do we, how do we interpret that scene with Alessia, the candor later when, when she jerks him off or whatever. And yeah, all this? Uh, the, if the mom is, is truly in, inside embodied in these characters, what is she actually, what, you know, she, Oh, that, yeah,
1: that that's here. interesting. <laughs> um, uh,
0: so that's a, that was a, I can't remember. I wish I could credit that uh, article. I think it was, I want to say it was like variety or something that, that wrote that article, but it may not be, but uh, uh, that's if cool. You, if you, if you look through uh, interpretations of this movie, you should mm-hmm. find it somewhere at the top of your uh, queue when you write, uh, write, write it in the search field, but yeah, and this I, movie.
1: Fascinating. Yeah, it is. And I think that's, I think the, 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 the multiple interpretations you could have, I think make this movie so much more interesting than a lot, of, you know, than a lot of the stuff we've seen this year. And, you know for some people, I guess it will come off as pretentious, and I guess some people just want you know a straightforward story, and that's fine i I can't explain why this isn't pretentious because obviously in some people's hands, it would 100 percent be. I mean, we've seen movies that go for it in this way and totally fail, yeah, uh, even by have- great directors like Lynch or you know somebody who might mess in this kind of realm. I think sometimes
0: uh, they dabble too much in the interpretation and then just like, I'd like to do this cool scene where I do this and that, and it'll mean something to some people. And, and for me, I'm watching it going, yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah, you're going for something there. I didn't, I didn't get it.
1: Yeah. And so I think I, it's just one of those things. I think Aaron says a lot of the time, you know, he doesn't vibe with something. And I, and I, I think that's what this is going to come down to, whether you kind of vibe with it or not. We obviously did. Mm-hmm. um i i hope a lot of other people discover it and do too i mean i'm assuming if you're listening at this point you've seen it but i don't mm-hmm. know if you haven't i'd still recommend it um just to find out if you like it or not i mean it's I, I can't you know it's one of those movies like i i even if i even if i didn't like it or didn't vibe with it i think i'd still recommend it because i just mm-hmm. i know that it's going to hit so many people the right way i'm not shocked that this is one of those where on rotten tomatoes it's It's, you know, the critics are pretty high. uh, Users are pretty low. Although I will say, if you look at the, it's like a 53 for the users, but if you look at the average rating, it's not bad. It's like a little over three out of five, Mm
0: -hmm. um,
1: which, you know, that's actually pretty good. Um, Yeah. Maybe, I mean, in my, I mean, maybe it's not in whatever Rotten Tomatoes data is. I don't know. But to me, that seems higher than it's not like people are just, you know, dogging this. Um,
0: A lot of these A24s are like that, right? Yeah. They, they, they they have this way about them uh there's a trailer what was the trailer that you sent uh, the other day? Oh, lamb <laughs> lamb yeah like i i i wrote back <laughs> saying you didn't even have to put a 24 in the in the uh comer- the, the, the trailer because you know it's a 24 it's it's almost like all the same directors are directing yes yeah the yeah. this these type of movies where there's a there's a there's a I don't know a slowness stillness to it. There's a there's yeah. a, a way it looks. These midsummer, the mm-hmm. the, the Vavitch movies, the you know Hereditary. These all these movies have that kind of uh, this- feel.
1: The Vavitch is uh, the witch is the one that I kept thinking about with this movie, but I don't know if that's just because there was potential witchcraft. We had a couple of actors because, um, yeah. the, the queen, which I guess is supposed to be Guinevere, is uh, it's um, yeah, it's Katie Dickey, Kate Dickey,
0: yeah.
1: Um, so her, you know, she's in it. And then like we already said that, uh, Ralph Ineson, you know, plays the green Knight, So that could have been part of it, but it kind of had that feel. Cause I don't think Low- like David Lowry is a very different director than Robert Eggers. I don't want people to think I'm right. Saying they're, no, they're no, similar. these aren't, the,
0: yeah. these aren't people aren't the same or anything. It's no, just no, no. That, that under a 24, they present these movies in a a way that just feels you know it's it's got this there's a brand to it Mm -hmm. and and a24 must be seeing some pretty good return on this investment because all of their movies i feel like have the same critic rating and then user rating afterwards they i don't i don't know if it's something where people are constantly going oh that looks good and then they get disappointed or if yeah. there's a lot of people who are going in. Enough people are going in and liking what they see that they're they're still able to make these kind of.
1: Movies. Yeah, because I feel like I kind of thought was it Annapurna? Was that the one that yeah, did Anna like? Burna. Yeah, I, I I thought they and I I guess they're still around, but I don't know they they didn't quite even though they got Oscars and stuff like that. I don't know. I I feel like they kind of backed off a little bit from what they were doing, but A twenty four, yeah, they're just sticking to it, and they don't spend that much money, so I guess they make enough, but I and some of these movies i guess make a little bit of money i mean hereditary did okay um mm-hmm. you know the i think the witch did pretty well and they also they're they're not afraid of releasing these like in the middle of the summer either that's the other crazy mm-hmm. thing like yeah they'll put these up against like fast and furious and stuff and maybe that's maybe that's smart uh you know uh it, i don't it, know it,
0: it, it feels like it's working, but I yeah. wouldn't be shocked if A twenty four said, "Oh, okay, now we need to start changing, switching gears at some point." Yeah. Uh, if if this user thing keeps happening, because yeah. eventually people are going to be like, oh, "Okay, I've seen all these movies that look like that, and I didn't like it," and they're just not going to come anymore. I mean, in this movie, I'm we're talking about it like it's a huge, huge blockbuster. I don't think A twenty four is looking for a huge, mm-hmm. huge blockbuster they spent 15 million according to what we can see. Mm-hmm. And they made 7 million this week. And I'm sure that they'll, they'll make that sort of that fifth. They got to make about 30 million uh, to get that, get their whole investment back. Um, but,
1: yeah. And they'll, you know, they'll, they probably, I, I feel like those movies have legs too. Like they, they, you know, people are still talking about Midsummer and Hereditary and the witch and stuff. I think those movies have done pretty well. VOD and, you know, mm-hmm. physical sales and stuff like yeah. that. Like better, better than, not maybe not like outstanding, but better than you would think. Cause I, I, that's like the thing about, I mean, a lot of those A 24 movies, like I said, people still talk about them today, at least where I, at least the people I talk to, I mean, maybe it's not like but uh, maybe it's not mainstream, but um, Mm -hmm. it seems like there's enough interest. So I I like it. I hope they get to keep making them. I'm, I'm looking forward to lamb. I mean, that looks like another swing, so we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The, the, it's, it's, I, and what you're saying, you know, it, it, wish they could keep making these is, mm-hmm. is something that we're basing on a lot of studios that have mm-hmm. come out, mm-hmm. uh, they come out swinging, man. They have these mm-hmm. great movies at first, and then something happens where either they're not making, they're, they're getting critical acclaim, but they're not getting the money that they need to keep on going. I remember focus features was one of mm-hmm. these at one point universal ended up buying focus features. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how focus does these days. I don't see them as much as I used to. Uh, but focus used to be back in the early two thousands. I believe it was, I think that was lost in translation was one of the first ones. Oh yeah.
1: Like uh, everything they released got some kind of nomination. Yeah, they crazy. were, they
0: were huge. And, uh, and, and, uh, what else was out? Uh, you you mentioned Annapurna, which I think was, an, was one trying to do what a 24 is doing right now. And and I've seen them sparingly over the yeah. years. They they're they're more they're more um, in line to be doing a movie with another studio these days. Exactly. I think to break down costs. Uh. But uh, but yeah, this is one of those things where it's like God. I hope they have. I hope they just keep on making these kind of movies because we need these kind of different movies in here. That we can't let uh, everything be comic books and Fast and Furious movies. Uh, we loved the green night. What did yeah. you guys what did you guys think of it? Go to uh syncast presented by Cinemasins on Facebook. We're also on Cinemasins Twitter, Music Video Sense Twitter, uh, Discord and SoundCloud. Jonathan, where can people reach you?
1: I'm on Twitter. Um, I'm at Sam Loomis13. I'm also on Letterboxd. Uh, if you just look up my name, Jonathan Watkins, and uh, I do a podcast every week with Aaron Dyson and Danae Hughes called Behind the Sins.
0: So check yeah. it out. All right. Uh, That's going to do it for this mini pod. It's Chris Atkinson and Jonathan Watkins. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Comment on our episodes on our SoundCloud page. Check us out on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. And be sure to visit CinemaSins.com.
1: No, no. And, and, uh, you know, and that was another thing, just watching Dev Patel in this was fascinating too, because like I was, I kind of made the comment that I feel like he's like a movie star and it's like movie, I don't know what movie stars are anymore because that's just that, I mean, that's just not really what it was. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, there was a whole thing going on social media the other day, I think mostly on Twitter where somebody tweeted, you know, Robert Downey Jr. didn't have to play Iron Man. You know, it could have been somebody else. And it could have still been a hit. And then a bunch of people, of course, were saying, no, that's not true. But then I, but you think about it, you're like, if they had cast like John Cusack, I mean, are you saying that wouldn't have been a hit? Like, I don't know that I I think it might've worked, you know, it's
0: also think about, I think a lot of people for, you know, a, a lot of people who, uh, say Robert Downey Jr could only be is the only mm-hmm. one. First off, almost every movie is like this. You can't imagine mo- other people and yeah. the roles that they played that made them iconic and everything. But but if you go back to 2008, Robert Downey Jr hardly any like hardly anybody like casual fan of movies exactly. of a certain age knew who he was. If you it, it, in the 90s, if you went through the 90s, you know he was in all these you know he was all he was was a great actor he was a a great actor but he had so many problems with you know Mm -hmm. his personal life that uh that he sort of started to fade there towards the end of the 90s and he hadn't done anything big up until iron man i don't think he may have done something like i mean he was in kiss kiss bang bang but that wasn't like a big Huge
1: hit. no i mean no he had done nothing on the level of iron man what that became i mean obviously they didn't know it was going to be that kind of hit but so yeah if you
0: got anybody who was like if you got anybody who was kind of uh you know had any kind of um, uh what would you say with the pizzazz that robert Downey jr adds to that role or anything if you got anybody imagine if it was like ryan reynolds or somebody like that Mm -hmm. imagine how that would have changed a lot of things yeah i I think
1: i was thinking cusack because i was that around that time like cusack was probably kind of one of those that was not falling out of favor but wasn't as well known as he used to be definitely um like like i don't know like james spader um Mm -hmm. you know who's also kind of like robert downey jr (laughs) like he's got like you know that smart alec wit and everything you know yeah i I don't know i mean maybe it's like but then you even think back earlier than that if you think like you know if tom Selleck had played indiana jones yeah, would that yeah. not have been a hit? I think it still probably would have been a hit. I don't. I think, think so. You, yeah. you
0: would have still had Spielberg doing the yeah, uh, doing the movie, and and Selleck is Selleck, especially back in yeah. those days. Holy crap!
1: Yeah, we're not, and we're not saying like David Hasselhoff. I mean, you know, Tom Selleck actually is, <laughs> yeah. you know, like a, re, yeah. a decent actor. Like he's fine, you know. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's interesting. So I like it's interesting seeing like these kind of more star vehicles like this, like the, what this does for Dev Patel. Because I just don't. I think if we do see that, it's more on television now. I I I think television is where a lot of that star power lies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I I don't think you get that kind of cred in the movies anymore. You know, people are. I mean, people are. I mean, actors are trying to just get paid as we've seen recently with like you know Scarlett Johansson and and, and uh, think, possibly emma stone you know all this stuff yeah. coming out where they're not getting what they were supposed to get and you know but then on tv you've got like angela bassett there was just an article today that like angela bassett's going to be the highest paid uh i think actor of color ever on television you oh know, really with, with uh it, that is her in 911 isn't it i think that's right all of a sudden I that's sounding wrong what, to me
0: i don't even know what that is
1: yeah so it's just it's just a different it's just different so when i when i yeah it's angela bassett so when i see uh when I see movies like this, it's just, I don't know. It's just kind of nice. It feels like something, you know, even though it's a, it's a strange movie, it's not like a mainstream thing, but it still feels like more of a vehicle for an actor, which is interesting because you just don't really get those anymore. I don't think not like you yeah, used to.
0: Yeah. There's no, I don't think there's anything. I don't think there's any such thing as a, as a movie star. In mm-hmm. what we're, you know, there, there, I, I think we hit the, the end of that in the Matt Damon, Brad Pitt, George Clooney, yeah Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio era now we're we we will still probably be sold on a DiCaprio movie here and there I don't know how much a lot of times though it has the movie has to look good though Mm -hmm. a lot of times people get this idea that well Leonardo DiCaprio drives people to the theaters but he has to be in a movie that looks good or else it's not going to be something that I don't know how if that's how that worked back in the old days, where the real movie star era was and everything. We had Cary Grant and Jimmy mm-hmm. Stewart and all these people. Uh, did did they did they alone bring people to the seats? And it was they, they could have gone to any piece of crap that they were in. In the, they weren't in many pieces of crap. But.
1: No. But uh, No, what, I know what you're did, saying.
0: Did they did they did they get people in the seats? Maybe they did uh yeah. even for really crappy movies back in the day. I don't but know. But even
1: like in the 90s, you know, Tom Cruise, <laughs> some of this will probably be an outtakes, but uh even in the 90s, uh Tom Cruise had that crazy streak where he had like 8 movies in a row that were like in I don't know, over 100 million dollars. I sure Cause
0: if it was 8 or it, 6, uh, but there were there were a lot. He and Robin Williams both had Yeah a number of movies in a row that hit hundred million dollar mark. And yeah, I think it was Cruz started with the firm and then it ended when he did eyes wide shut. (laughs) Let me go back to where he was here. So the firm interview with the vampire mission impossible, Jerry Maguire. And then I think it ended with eyes wide shut Uh, before. If you, if you, if you take, okay. So a few good men did come out after far and away. So it would be in this Mm -hmm. uh, streak. But Far and Away is the only blemish, I believe. Days of Thunder, I think. Oh, that made money. Uh, Days of Thunder was up there. I don't know. I don't think Born on the Fourth of July was a huge.
1: No, that that got him an Oscar nomination, though. So that was kind of what it did. Uh, Rain Man was obviously huge. So he had a Rain Man
0: was number one movie of 88, I believe. Um, Yeah, Born on the Fourth of July was a decent hit.
1: And even Uh. like but even and then if you look at something like Far and Away or Eyes Wide Shut, they probably made more money than they would have made, you know, without him in it. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I think that was definitely the drive. I mean, I think Kubrick, you know, Kubrick dying and all the stories behind that film probably got it some uh, views as well. But I definitely think that because you have like what, three years he doesn't even do a movie because he was filming that (laughs) or something. Mm There's like a huge, and then after that he does like Magnolia and you know, all that Um, kind of stuff.
0: Robin Williams had a similar one. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go through it's uh, sort of it's thing here. Um, I bet Tom
1: Hanks did too. Yeah,
0: sure. For sure. Um, With Robin Williams, it's kind of weird because he was in so many other little things that it, if you would have to go Mm -hmm. with, you'd have to go with where he was the main star of it, but I can't,
1: Good Morning yeah. Vietnam was a hit, right?
0: Yeah, but this was in the '90s. Cause okay. he had I think the Birdcage. Then yeah, well, this is going backwards. The Birdcage, Jumanji. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, then there was uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh, Toys didn't do well. Aladdin was a big one, and uh, and Hook. And it may it may have been one of these stories where, uh, it, it, stories one of these streaks where they they were the only stars in the 90s to have this many hundred million yeah that's probably because that was may have not have been in a row yeah
1: Yeah. because that's that's crazy to think back when you had like a top 10 and movie you know movies at the bottom of the top 10 made like 80 million or even like 50 million you know if you go back to like the 80s and now it's like you know the number 10 is like 500 million Mm -hmm. i mean box office makes no sense anymore
0: yeah Um, but anyways we got off uh, on the sidetrack that'll be a lot of (laughs) outtakes for sure Um, we don't do outtakes mainly on mini pods very often but we're going to have them this time it's a good
1: conversation